Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell. I'm Stephen. I'm Joey. And I'm Paul. And this is a podcast about storytelling. Welcome back, everyone, to our final uh, of our book series conversations. This one is about uh, the book launch and and sort of the and sort of the reaching out to people. Uh, and so I'm going to start with Joey in this conversation from standpoint of like at the time you were um, uh, you, know, you you had told multiple stories with us. And so uh, what was sort of the process for you of being sort of asked deciding which stories to include because you had multiple stories you actually had to choose one um, mm-hmm. and and then uh, and then and then joining us on this book journey shall we say? I mean yeah. So because I had told a bunch of stories, I had to decide on which one. That process was fairly straightforward because I think I knew definitively there was a couple that I definitely didn't want in a print version, maybe anywhere. It was also about the amount of effort to put into it because I didn't want to like over edit, but I wanted to do a little bit of a a once over. And so definitely had to factor that in. The process then to like get to basically the event, I mean, there was two events also um, related to the book. So the first one, of course, was just like the, the author party. And that was pretty intimate and quaint and just like a nice celebration of all the people who were available in the city at the time uh, to convene and, and uh, toast to the whole process. And uh, like, did you like, what, what was the thing that led you to decide the story? Like what was the actual. Like the decision of the story, the particular one, or just yes. to, do, to do a story at all. No, no, no. To, to choose that particular story versus other story. I think it was actually, it was the most developed. Um, it's the one I'd spent the most amount of time on. Coincidentally, probably not. Actually, I've heard that this happens a lot of the time, but was the first story I told. So often, like the gearing up for that, I think maybe is why there's so much more effort put in. But, but yeah, it felt like the most refined, and um, I think also thinking of it, uh, maybe it, it seemed to, it like an audience would connect, or a reading audience would be able to connect to it pretty well as well. Like it didn't, it had much less. I think in my live storytelling I there's a lot of places where I there's either like physical embodiments or I'm relying on humor or like like a like sort of making some sort of contact with the audience that you can't quite do with a book and so this story I think in book form stands well enough alone and stands up for itself is that how you say that that's how I'm saying that phrase today so people so 40 something people made that decision um some less so because they only had one story in which case we were just like can you tell this story uh or can we you know share your story a few others i think they had multiple but we had one particular one in our mind that we really that we sort of asked one person had multiple stories but there was one story there i I was like you can do both both but i want this one uh so that did occur a couple times too uh but then so we end up with 61 stories and the question became, how do you launch a book with over 40 authors? Uh, which, you know, normally, uh, at least from my experience watching Paul launch books, which is basically my entire understanding of book launches, um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a somewhat personal uh, decision on how to, you want your, you to craft your own story out there. But we were sort of stuck with this question of how can we present, uh, you know, 41 different people's stories as one cohesive sort of uh, exploration. So, Paul, you sort of did, uh, you sort of took that question and began to build out a structure. So you want to talk about, about the, how, the stru- how we decided to structure the launch? Well, the, you know, there's the challenge of, of there being so many people involved, that's for sure. But then also, I think the way that we decided to think about it was, oh, this is actually really great because 
as an author, you don't anymore, um, you're not able to just sit alone and write your book and then it's done and then you put it out in the world and you don't have to do anything. The way that publishing has changed over the last few years is that you really have to kind of, that once the book is published and it's out there, that's like a whole next chapter. Uh, yes, I did that on purpose. Um, <laughs> Uh, of what you the of the journey of a book in order to get it to people and make people uh, aware of it so we but we not only had one author who was trying to promote their book and create some kind of awareness at it we had uh, 40 of them so we really wanted to you know connect that to what our again our original part of what our original idea was was, was for there's people like Joey who was uh, involved, you know, with the event at that time and was coming to them and telling stories. But there are some people that would come and tell one story and they would, they, it was years ago. So we wanted to kind of, you know, use this as also an opportunity to kind of connect all of the people, like bring them back in and, and hopefully, uh, you know, the, and have them, like just say that this is an exciting thing that we can all be a part of and look this is pretty cool and so the first thing we did is we wanted to have like a kind of private sort of party with just the people that were in the book because it was very important to us that they were the first ones that um that got their hands on copies before anybody else so that was the first step and um i thought that was fun that was, and actually my dad spoke about that a bit, about the experience of being at that launch, because he was the only non-author beyond partners who came, and, and his experience of sort of like meeting these people for the first time, whose, you know, stories he had been editing. Um, and that was, it was super nice. Honestly, so many people came. Like, it was such a nice, and people from across, it was so interesting to see people from across the, the time of the five years, and all of them sort of mingling together for at least one moment again, the way that publishing has changed and the way that you launch books has sort of changed. And there's an old style way of doing like a book launch. And I, I think it's, you, you, we have so many uh, different ways that we can uh, go about doing things and we have experience with the event side. So uh, I always like to think of, well, what is the book and what does it represent? And what is it, what are you trying to do? And then to have the event or the book launch that you're trying to do, how can that reflect what you're, what you're doing with the book and how can you make the event a unique thing that people can come in and participate in? So that's kind of then when we started thinking about the actual book launch, that's uh, I think kind of you know where we were starting from in a way. One of the exciting things that <clears throat> happened at, that, uh, at, the, at the author party was um, that video that was in the interview basically um mm -hmm. with the authors which was then used as like a i'm gonna call it some sort of like it was like a pre, um a trailer ha huh, there you go a trailer for the actual uh book launch party itself and so um i i thought that was one of the like the most exciting pieces to that that happened like obviously it was really great too interact with all of the other authors and and have that time and then even the actual launch itself was great but this was a nice other way to capture that this greater moment in a in a video it also gave us an ending to the actual launch 
right? Like it was one of those things. I think I think, I think Paul I think it was Paul's idea right near the end. We only had a, we only thought about doing this near the end of getting up pretty close up to that ending point. But like, yeah, the that gave us the ability to give us that ending where we sort of brought everyone together and on and anyone who wanted to be obviously uh into that video and into that into that moment because yeah like because like you know we had talked about other ways of trying to get more people on stage and we're just like all of them were really tough and hard or like or would feel like a graduation of some nature and then having those video clips that paul was able to put together gave gave the gave sort of the gave an emotional ending to what the book launch was which was a lot of sort of silly jokes or Paul and I playing around with different tropes that we had had that had played up in the last like years. You know, Paul got to, got, got to, uh, got to get Rob Shirky back for his, uh, for his soup fiasco. And, uh, and you then. You guys also got matching shirts on yeah, purpose. That's true. It was, a, it was a chance to do it on purpose. Yeah. We went shopping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our shopping date. Um, but yeah. So like, but, but I do think that 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 you're right, Joey. That that, that video and the opportunity that gave us um, uh, was the stroke of genius that made that whole like bring people together really work out. Well, it's one of those funny things that we, you know, you you, you uh, what I like about how we all work together is the ability to kind of just go with things because we were planning the party. The intention of the party, which is the authors, was to just bring everybody together. And, and we, we just said, hey, well, why don't we just set up a camera off to the side and we'll kind of grab people. And, but very quickly, I, I was like, oh, wow, everyone's saying such, we just asked them like, you know, we had a couple of questions and they were really fast little clips, but everybody was just saying such really great stuff that it was one of those very happy accidents that you kind of go, well, let's just sort of see what, we'll just do this thing and see what happens. And, uh, it, it really, I think I agree that it, it was a good ending. Uh, it gave us an ending to, you know, to kind of hit a good, more uh, emotional or serious or thankful, you know, beat at the end to everybody that, at the end of the actual book launch, to thank everybody for participating and going along with us on all this stuff. And I guess we should say that then, so we went on and we did like a public book launch no, it's it's too bad because I I feel like one thing is that I wouldn't even have called it a book launch anymore mm. because people have a when people think of a book launch I think sometimes they think oh well this is a a free event that you go to and you just like go and you listen to a person you know read from their book um, which is generally pretty boring in my humble opinion. Um, so we kind of put together, we wanted to put together like an actual show and some entertainment. And so we, you know, like we've been talking about, we threw together some videos and we had uh, Arlene Pakulin, who's an old friend of mine, who's a musician, and she is really great at working. You know, she, we kind of mix in the music with the script and the event and everything like that. So it went well and we were really happy to get everybody that was in the audience that was an author up on stage at the end. And I, yeah, and I think you like that's an interesting point about sort of reframing what a what a book launch is, especially as, you know, the increase of people sort of having their own of, of launching books, right? Like and and or and now moving forward as to what, you know, what the state of book launches even are. Like without 
like previously they would be these things that the publishing company would put on as a way to sort of celebrate the person and also like try to drive sales. Whereas now increasingly as publishing companies sort of pull back and back and back from their normal expectations of what they would do, authors are fine, are being asked to do more of a thing that they don't normally do at all, which is plain events, right? Like this is not a normally what a writer does. We obviously have a particular angle into this, so it's a little bit easier, but it is a, it is a particular different ask to have on an author to plan their own book launch, to, to do all the things required to make an event occur. The last, the one last thing, I, I think we didn't mention this, and this is still ongoing, so you can still, any of this now, um, any royalties from the book. We wanted the, the book, we were interested in the book to be able to kind of give back to certain charities or certain places to help support them. But, Honestly, also, it was, it was because when you put a book out and people are paying for it, um, you're getting money. And the people that, whose content it is, it would be very difficult and it would be very time consuming to like split up royalties. And we're talking, we're not talking a lot of royalties, but, you know, on a quarterly basis to then have to go and, and write checks to 40 different people all this time would be a real pain in the butt. So we just kind of felt, you know what, we really are going to take this and we're going to make it easier and just say, hey, let's just, um, you know, we kind of felt everybody was pretty on board with that and like that idea from the start. So it was kind of, it's been nice also that the book has been able to support places that were, we, we picked certain things that kind of reflect what a lot of people were also kind of talking about that kept themes that kept coming up. So, but maybe Steffi, you can tell everybody where, what places the royalties do go to. Uh, yeah. So they go to three different charities. Uh, one is the red door, uh, which is a women's shelter here in Toronto. Uh, another is called native women in the arts, uh, which is another charity. And the third is uh, story planet. Uh, which aims to sort of bring uh, accessibility to stories uh, to more people. And so they sort of, uh, three different charities each get, yeah, the, the royalties of the book, um, royalties, quote unquote, the, 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 the cents on the dollar that, uh, that, um, that Amazon or whoever will, will give, the, give the authors of these days. Uh, but although Paul and I did uh, put in a donation at the very beginning to sort of ensure that some money went in before the, the carrying on every every yearly we'll probably put in whatever the royalties are but we wanted to make sure that they get some money up front too so we both donated some money as the beginning uh, mm -hmm. and to make the rest of it possible so if you buy the book uh you'll be supporting these three charities which is the key point i think that's pretty good maybe 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 paul there you could throw in like a quick clip of of some oh. of the people saying some stuff from the from that video Um, and I, with you and Stefan, co-founded this event, as it turns out. Although you both have done all of the work for the last three years. I think this is important for people to know. Please include it. I think I was 25 or 26 when we started Let's Get Personal, which is the essay group that led to Stories in Hotel. Uh, and before that, I feel like everything that had happened, so like I'd been through some stuff, my mom had a lot of mental health issues, my dad had some physical health issues, uh, and he had died when I was 22. And all of these things that I went through that I know now that a lot of people have been through, we weren't talking about. I started Let's Get Personal and then we started the stories we don't tell. It was entirely about that. It was entirely about finding 
people who would relate to these stories and audiences who would be able to feel less alone by hearing these stories. My story is about uh, um, consuming psychedelic drugs in a uh, amateur yet medicinal context. I realized that I was really ashamed of this moment in my life, and that it was a moment that I didn't, not only that I not need to be ashamed of it, but I shouldn't be ashamed of it, and that by not telling anyone about this moment in my life, um, I was bringing shame onto myself. So telling, telling the story was a way of letting go of that. The second one felt like it was a story that was inside of me that just really needed to be expressed. So when I attended the first event, I remember I cried, I sweared, I laughed, and I had time of my life. So I was like, this is some platform that I want to share my story with. Uh, that was a story that originally my mother had asked me to tell at my brother's wedding. And I had told a, story, a different story and she said, no, that's about something nice you did for your brother. We want something nice your brother did for you. And if you look bad in it, that would be great. Um, sad story about a cat. And there was involved moving. I moved across the country, well, from one to another. And then a sad story about a cat. Is that compelling? I didn't know anyone who was talking about this stuff. I didn't know how to find stories about grief or shame or loss. And I wanted a space where it was totally okay to talk about that stuff. And we made it. And it survived for at least five years and perhaps more, which is incredible. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Visit storieswedonttell.org like our Facebook page for more information about our monthly events. And for more stories, check out our book, available anywhere books are sold. This episode is brought to you by People Convening in Person. People Convening in Person will get there again.